0: Hey guys, this is my first ever podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Cullip, and welcome to Jacqueline Knows Best. Today, for our first episode, I am going to be talking about uh, this essential question, and it is how does fantasy transform reality? And... When I talk about this, it's going to be correlating back to two books I had to read for summer reading. And the two books I read uh, were The Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger and Monster by Walter Dean Myers. Before I start with giving like direct quotes or explaining how I feel about this book, um, I want to just explain what happens a little bit. So a 16-year-old boy named Steve Harmon was maybe going to be sentenced to jail forever uh, because of a murder of a guy working at a gas station. and. What happened was he talks to this guy occasionally, he's an acquaintance to him, and they're roughly around the same age, so that's how they know each other, and they live in the same neighborhood, so he'll meet up with him sometimes, and they'll just talk about stuff, and the one time when he met up with him, uh, he mentioned something about uh, robbing a gas station, and... Steve was just like, oh, like, just talking about, like, yeah, like, maybe he'd do it, but he wasn't, like, for sure set on this plan, and so, this boy around his age, uh, knows this older-ish man, and he's mainly, like, one of the leaders in a gang in their neighborhood, so... Obviously, he wanted to rob the gas station, and he wanted the boys to help him, but Steve didn't fully know what was even happening, and the other kid ended up going along with it, and Steve on that day was in the gas station, minding his own business, buying something, we're just looking around the store and then all of a sudden the guy comes in and shoots the man and he ends up dying so they ended up putting all three of them on trial for the murder because they were all technically associated with it because they were all there at the time and now Steve has to find his way out of this whole situation or else he'll be going to jail for a very long time for just being a witness or being around the crime at that time. And a lot of people are trying to pinpoint it on him instead of the main leader. And it's starting to make Steve nervous because he's like, what if I end up getting sentenced to jail for a very long time? And Long story short, after over a little over like a week or two weeks, they ended up having the trial being over with, and Steve was found not guilty, and the two other guys were found guilty, so ended up working in his favor, but the process was very long, well... It wasn't that long, but it seemed long to him because, remember, he's only 16. And normal 16-year-olds don't go through stuff like this because he has a nice family and a good home. And they were all very confused on what was even happening to begin with. So, that's basically what happened. Um, a quote from the first book that I'm going to talk about, Monster says sometimes i feel like i have walked into the middle of a movie it is a strange movie with no plot and no beginning the movie is in black and white and grainy sometimes the camera moves in so close that you can't tell what is going on and you just listen to the sounds and guess this quote is personally one of my favorites because i don't know i think it helps express the question how does fantasy transform reality because his life was perfectly normal a couple days before and then all of a sudden he just gets thrown into this big mess where he has to try to defend himself to even be able to live the rest of his teenage years and he talks like how it says that he feels like he's in the middle of a movie And it's just like in black and white and that kind of helps explain that this is his reality. No one really sits around just thinking about tomorrow. Most times people are like, oh I wonder what my life is gonna be like in five to ten years. Will I be married? Will I have kids? Will I have the job I want? Usually stuff like that will come up into our heads. But many times, no one just thinks about tomorrow. But in Steve's case, he always has to be thinking about tomorrow, what's that going to bring within these two weeks because, like I said, he's on trial. And his reality really did change in a split second. And two quotes that really think, like, they remind me of this is think about all the tomorrows of your life and we don't know what tomorrow brings but we should always hope for the best because you never know what could happen and also the best time to cry is at night when the lights are out and someone is being beaten up and screaming for help. This quote is kind of deep when you think about it because All of them are just in there together, and no one thinks about that that's what their life is going to be like, and obviously Steve wasn't thinking as a 16-year-old kid he would be put in this situation. He probably never thought he would be put in this situation, but here he is as a 16-year-old doing things that no one really wants to be put through, and that is fantasy transforming to reality. One last good quote from this book that I really enjoy and think goes well with the main theme of how does fantasy transform reality is, the movie is more real in so many ways than the life I am leading. No that's not true, I just desperately wish this was only a movie. And to give a little bit of background information, this quote, when when Steve is referring to a movie, he's basically telling you about during this two-week process of him being in the jail cell and going through this trial, is while he was there, he wanted to make some of the time pass by and not really think about the fact that he was in jail and that he could be in there for um however long it may be so he would write like a movie script and just add a bunch of different like sound effects or just anything to help take his mind off of it He would just all put it into this movie script he was making and it was just basically about his trial and what everything he was going through and his thoughts and feelings so he would have some way to express about it so that's why he made this movie and he's saying that the movie is like more real than like the life he's leading or so he thought but then he realized that oh wait no I am living this and His fantasy of making movies and scripts, like what he did in school, that was all fantasies. And he wanted to make movies or make scripts for big time productions when he was older. But now he's realizing that this isn't a fantasy anymore because, well he's realizing that it only is a fantasy because his reality is the fact that he is in the jail cell. And he just wishes that the life that he's living at that moment in jail was a movie. To basically wrap up everything from this first book, um, what I'd like to say is... I could never imagine being put in Steve Harmon's position. And what I think he had to go through was very traumatic and... He seems very brave in this book to be able to handle all of this and the circumstances he was put through, even though he didn't really deserve to be put in that position to begin with, and I'm glad everything worked out in his favor. The next book that I'm going to talk about or explain a little bit is The Catcher in the Rye. And, um, this book is a little different from the other one. Um, I mean, they have some similarities, but mainly they are different. Um, but one of the similarities is that for a while they are both, or it seems like they're both, like, trapped off from the real world. Like how Steve was in jail or whatever but um yeah so a little bit of background information or just a little uh explanation about this book is that like um throughout the novel Holden like the main character he seems to be excluded from or also like victimized by the world around him as what like he thinks of it as and He says to Mr. Spencer he feels trapped on the other side of life and he continually attempts to find his way in a world in which he feels he doesn't belong. Um, I think many times people can feel like they're excluded or trapped in their own mind or just feel like they're not really connected to anyone. I mean we're all here but many times people aren't actually like here if you get what I'm saying. But, um, yeah, it can be hard being a just a teenager or a person in general in this world, and we need to find people to help make us happy, so that way we can get through life, and we just have to look at the brighter things, or on the better side. But, also, um, Holden, he mainly acts in this way because... He's just, in his mind, he thinks he's protecting himself. And he also, like, uses isolation as a way of, like, proving that he's better than other people. And this could also be about the essential question of how does fantasy transform reality? Because he fantasizes about, like, how people don't like him or that he's better than other people. And this can cause his reality to be, uh, not as good. And that can make his interactions with people, um, like, overwhelming and, like, confusing. So it doesn't really help express who he truly is. A good quote that I'd like to start out with, um for this book is for once in my stupid life I was really glad to see him he took my mind off the other stuff and I think this quote is good to use um because I don't know it's just sometimes you can just tell that people need um to talk to certain people so that way they can stay on the right track for their lives and everyone goes through something but sometimes certain people have to go through harder challenges in life so i think this just helps explain or uh show that his life was bad or yeah his life was not as well as other people's and Sometimes it was just good for him to be able to take his mind off of the things that he didn't even want to be put in his mind to begin with. And sometimes we all just need a little break or an escape. So sometimes um, that could also be useful for how does fantasy transform reality because if we fantasize about stuff, And how it can make our brains not really think about the bad things that are going on in our lives that could help our reality a little bit even if it's just a little bit at that moment. I think a lot of teenagers um, could relate to this quote because it just seems like a lot of us think the same about certain aspects and let me just read you the quote and talk about it a little. Sometimes I act a lot older than I really am. I really do, but people never notice it. People never notice anything. Um, this is a good quote, in my opinion, because sometimes when we're younger, we try to act older so people take us more seriously, but at the same time, a lot of the older people just don't really care, and they're just like, oh they're young, they don't really know what they're talking about, and um, a lot of the times, us teenagers just think that people never really notice anything about us, and I mean, I partially think this is true, but at the same time, I think adults just want us to be able to learn and grow for ourselves and figure out everything, and I think a lot of people notice certain things about people that we don't even realize but at times all of us teenagers feel like we're alone and that no one really notices anything about us um what seems like to me is at least at one point in time or another uh every teenager goes through a bunch of thoughts in their brain where they're like am I doing this right uh how much time am I putting into this to make the outcome and all just all those type of things where our brains are always thinking and we're just like what what am I supposed to do next and I just feel like at least at one point in time or another every teenager just has those moments where they're just like just thinking about everything that comes to their brain and they're like, Am I doing this right or whatever it may be. And it can just be hard sometimes to, like I've said before, be a teenager, and we're just always thinking of things, and a good quote from these type of thoughts is that it says, it didn't seem at all like Christmas was coming soon, it didn't seem like anything was coming, and... What I take this quote of being as is sometimes we feel like nothing in our life is going right and it just doesn't even matter anymore and we're just like, oh whatever, time's just going by, we're not really thinking about it and it's just the time is going and it's ticking but we're just still sitting here, nothing's really changed in our lives. And I just feel like that happens at least once with every teenager. Whether they s- it may seem like their lives are well put together or not. I bet at least every teenager goes through those thoughts and experiences at least one time within their teenage years. To sum up my podcast, um, basically all you need to know is that both of these books were really good to read and also the essential question of how does fantasy transform reality um i think the fact that these were both 16 year old boys taking place in these books and how they both went to went through very traumatic experiences on the complete opposite spectrums of things show that fantasy transforms reality because they're both living pretty normal lives and all of a sudden in a split second it changed and their brains had to start thinking about things and they had to try to keep their mind off of what was really happening and how their reality was the fantasies that they were thinking of before and they were like oh my life I wish it could be like this now and they just want things to go back to normal and even though not everything can have a happy ending I think the way that both of these books ended were very good and I hope the way I explained both of my stories and the quotes behind them could help explain to you a little bit what was truly happening with them and that you understood where I was coming from. So thanks again for listening.